Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hello, and welcome to the Center for Nursing Inquiry podcast. My name is Nadine Rosenblum. I am one of the um, nursing inquiry coordinators at the CNI, and with me is Maddie. Hi, my name is Maddie Whalen. I'm the evidence-based practice program coordinator with the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Nice to see you today, Maddie. You too. Um, And today we are talking about reviewer comments from journals. So I have submitted my manuscript to a journal and I get an email back with comments. What do I do with these comments, Maddie? So usually those comments come with a a decision about your manuscript. So um, if you get comments, most likely it's going to be a preliminary acceptance with either minor or major revisions. Once in a while, you actually will get a rejection, but they'll include the comments, which can help you if you want to put the manuscript back together and either resubmit to them or submit somewhere else. But one of the big difference between major and minor revisions is the amount of time they give you. So I actually even had a journal one time um, give me all the suggestions and they had rejected the journal, but I'm sorry, they had rejected the article. But the reason they told me they did that was because they still wanted me to submit, but they wanted to give me more time. Um, there's usually like a small window, like between a month or two months in which you have to make the suggestions. And they thought that although it was a good paper, it was going to take us a little longer than two months to be able to get it back to where it needed to be. So it'll come with some sort of decision. And then it'll come with usually a laundry list of things and feedback about your manuscript. Uh, it's really easy to get discouraged when you get that list of things because basically it's there's usually very few things on there that are saying oh these are all the things you did right it's usually a list of all the things you did wrong so it can be really easy to feel down about that but if you look at it except take a step back and look at it a little bit you'll realize that the people that look through your manuscript are all people that are considered experts in the field and they basically went through all of your information with a fine-tooth comb and gave you very specific feedback So it's actually a little bit more like a gift, maybe that you didn't really want, but it is a gift um, and a service that the journals provide um, in getting the manuscripts in tip-top shape so they can actually be published. Well, that sounds like good information and helpful feedback. So how do you manage the comments that they have made or the revisions that they suggest? Do you have some kind of a method or a tool that you use to make sure that you're addressing all of the comments that they've made? Yeah, for sure. Um, And there's not, I don't think there's one specific way to do this or you have to do this, but this is the way that I do it. Um, Usually you get comments for about about three reviewers. They're usually um, anonymous. So it'll say reviewer one and have a a bulleted list for your reviewer two and so on. And so what I do is I take that list and I put it, I make a table in a Word document that has two columns. And on the left-hand column, I have the reviewer comment. And on the right-hand column, I have the as author response to that comment and I pull each comment out. So it's one comment per row. So it's really easy to match up what the comment is and what we're saying that we did to correct it or to address their concern. So it can be a little easy to get lost in that document. So it's, um, I like to go one by one and say, if I have a comment, for example, um, can you please define EBP? You didn't spell it out. Then I would say, thank you for the suggestion. We have Um, spelled out the acronym EBP on the first page, second paragraph, please let us know if this um, meets your requirements. And so you go through and you answer each one, and it makes it really easy to make sure you haven't missed anything as well as from your end, as well as theirs. That sounds like a really good tip for managing things and keeping track of what you've done and what you still need to do. 
Um, so when you make all those revisions and you send your paper back, what happens next? So they'll look through your, your responses and they'll look through your paper and a few things could happen. They could accept it outright and then it'll go to copy editing. They could say, thank you for making these changes. We have a few more changes and they'll send it back to you. And then once in a while they do have you do the revisions and then they'll send it back as a rejection. This happens, um, this has happened to me before. It happens, I think, a, more often when there's a really long lag time between um, resubmitting and get them getting it back to you because sometimes the same reviewers aren't available. So what one reviewer thought would be sufficient, the new reviewer doesn't. Um, and usually, again, it's not a hard no, but just we need you to keep working on this. And so um, it can be a little, like I said, I felt a little confused when I received the, the revisions uh, requests then followed by a rejection, but it, we actually ended up getting that paper published in that journal. It just took a little longer than we might have hoped originally. So you need to plan for a little extra time after you submit your article just for planning purposes and in case you need to do further revisions. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I've never heard of anybody, if, if people listening to this podcast have, have, have submitted and got an acceptance with no revisions, please let us know. I would love <laughs> to hear from you. I haven't heard of a single person who's just been outright accepted with no suggestions. So it's just part of the process. For sure. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So what happens though, if you, you get some good feedback, you can see where the reviewers are coming from with their comments and their recommendations. But what happens if you actually disagree with one of the comments that you receive? So this can be a little bit hard. Sometimes it's just sort of a um, difference of opinion between you and the reviewer. I've gotten comments about sort of the way that we did something and obviously I can't go back and change it, um, you know, months later after we've written up the paper and finished the project. So it's kind of hard to strike a balance between being respectful and uh, deferential to the reviewers, but also trying to give your perspective. So I usually try in, in, the, in that row where I'm responding to the comment, say something like, thank you, or we didn't, um, we didn't look at it from this way, or you know, something that really acknowledges that we've considered their comments and then the reason that we didn't address it. That works if, the, if there's just one or two comments that's just a little bit off or something that you are, you're unsure what they mean or you disagree. I've also had the situation where I had three reviewers and two reviewers had really positive feedback and great constructive comments. But the third reviewer, I couldn't even tell what they were referring to. It, it seemed like they maybe hadn't read the paper thoroughly or just really didn't understand what we had, had done. And I ended up reaching out to the editor to get her opinion about what I should do. And she looked through the comments and said, actually don't even worry about reviewer three, just address reviewer one and two. Cause I think that she maybe realized that the, perhaps they were a little confused about the submission itself. So you do have the option to re reach out to the editor. They can be pretty responsive, especially if you're at the point where you're already almost accepted. And so that can be a good idea if you're just feeling super lost about what to do regarding some of the comments. That's really, really helpful. Thank you. Do you have anything else that you think we should be mindful of when review, um, receiving reviewer feedback? I think just keeping in mind that it isn't personal. These are people who are really trying to make your work the best possible work to reflect the journal as um, good as well as possible. So sometimes, sometimes even taking a step back, like waiting a couple of days before you go back to it, because it can get really personal. You've really spent hours and hours on something and then to have someone come and pick it apart with a fine tooth comb can be a little bit of a gut punch. But it's always great to take the time and then really try and look at it as a free in-depth edit versus a personal critique of what you've done. Again, really helpful 
to recognize and to consider. So, um, hey, Maddie, thank you for taking some time out today to talk to us about um, reviewer comments for our journal articles. Um, if you have any further questions or want some help with your journal articles or any other submissions, please reach out to the Center for Nursing Inquiry. We, our email is nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu. And you can also find us on our webpage and there will be more podcasts to come. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye.